All right, everybody. Our next guest is a hilarious guy who has been in the comedy game for a long time and has been on everything. He was the finalist on season six of Last Comic Standing. He's on The Tonight Show. He was on Chelsea Lately, MTV, VH1, True TV, CBS, Comedy Central. And now he could finally add Gov's radio to his resume. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Hunter. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Just hanging in there. Uh... I mean, it's like, you know, but things are good. Actually, it's been a good uh, last couple of days have been really good. So well, that's awesome, man. Uh, what's uh, what's going on? That's been really good. Uh, dude. I, just got a, I just got a I got booked for a music video I shot yesterday, which is fun with uh, I think Dr. Dre's going to be in it. Um, nice. Cameo tomorrow. And then um, I'm doing a, a, I got an hour comedy special I'm shooting in November 4th in Las Vegas. So I'm like getting ready for that. And then I. Uh, a movie audition came in today so it was like it's been a good like wow one of those things. and they've been coming in like people that like knew me it's like different than when like your agent gets you an audition versus like people that um uh yeah so yeah man that's great dude it, it seems like yesterday when i was when i first the first time i ever saw you like a lot of people probably was on mtv that true life thing yeah and it was a long time ago i don't even know how long ago that was but I remember this true life thing and I was also an aspiring comedian and, and uh, you know, watching you kind of go through the trials and tribulations and trying to get passed over there at the comic strip. <laughs> it was uh, good times, man. I don't know how good of times that was. Uh, it was definitely like, <laughs> there were definitely times. I mean, you know, I was I started in New York city and um, did comedy in New York. And uh, I think at that time I was like, I was a year into it or like even less than that. And they called me up and said, you want to be on this MTV show? And I was like, sure. I didn't even know what it was. And I didn't even really, I knew I wasn't going to pass at the comic strip because they failed me the week before and they were just doing it again for the thing. And then my, my dad told me, he's like, get ready to fail. I'm like, thanks dad for the vote of confidence. <laughs> but, um, but it was cool. I mean, at that time I dropped out of college to become a, a comic, a full-time comic. And, I was giving out flyers. Yeah, I man. I think Gladys's for three, four years in Times Square before I opened up my own club with Dave Rubin and Joe Franklin's, and like those were some of the the best, funniest, but also like the hardest. Giving out flyers in the freezing cold, convincing yeah, comes to you, lying to them, telling them that there was going to be like Chris Rock or you know comics <laughs> yeah. that weren't there. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld stops in all the time. <laughs> that, that, that was, and then the people were like, "Wait, that's the guy that gave me the flyer." You know, that those some, <laughs> some brutal days, but they, I mean, they definitely like earn your stripes, earn your keeps, and also like, you know, it definitely hardens you and makes you really think about whether or not you want to do this or not. You got to love it. You got to love it to uh, just like anything. You got to really love it to put go all in to quit yeah. college for it. You got to like really yeah. love it, man. Um, yeah. Are you a Long Island guy? Are you from Long Island? Yeah, I'm from Oceanside, Long Island. Oh, cool, man. Uh, yeah. Well, where are you from? I'm I'm grew up in Brentwood, the luxurious, beautiful town of Brentwood, and <laughs> and now I'm out here in Manorville, all the way out east. You went EPMD, right? Yeah, EPMD. There you go. I grew up. They were in my high school. Mm. Wow. Yeah, they were they were a good uh, good rap group. Yeah, man. EPMD, and I and I also used to work at Toys R Us with Craig Mack, the late great Craig Mack, fl flavor wow. in your ear. Yeah. So uh, we used to actually rap battle. And he would always no way, just, really. Yeah, I used to. We used to. It wasn't like a hardcore like rap battles today. It was more like he would just mess around and um, you know, 
basically make fun of me and then <laughs> and then I would have to respond the best I could. Um, but it was fun. It was great. It was great. And that was about two years before he blew up with Flavor New Year. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, man. It was good times indeed, man. But yeah, I, I knew you were a Long Island dude and, and that's cool. And um, you ever play governors? You ever do the club here? Any of the local Long Island scene? Yeah, when I first started, I, I did um, like a new talent night over at Governor's. Um, I think Tom Igneo was booking it. I'm not sure if he's still booking it. Um, but that was like the last time I did it. Uh, I think I, I, I bombed so bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like six months in. I thought it was the, I was the funniest comic ever. And it, it, it did not go well. People just stared at me and I was like, whoa, this this just didn't go very well. But that was, <laughs> I think that was like the first and last time I worked Governor's. What's cool about your career, too, is, is that a lot of it's all on record like you said like from the true life you're only about a year in there you are this young kind of green comedian working you know the laundromats and, and then it shows you you're progressing all the way to now you got an hour special coming up you got you know a, a record that's uh an album that are yeah, out I got, there also on amazon prime now and then i played play on sirius all the time and then the tonight show and last comics and yeah i mean that's you know it's one of those things like you know you have to just remember like sometimes i have to look back when I'm not feeling like very like gracious or blessed and like, you know, and then like, I remember I, I had like a billboard in Las Vegas and it was like, a, it was a billboard in Las Vegas. That's I was, awesome. Wow. I mean, I was like, you know, back when I was started out, I didn't think I was gonna have a billboard in Las Vegas, you know? <laughs> uh, so if you would have told me like, Hey, if you stick with this in 20 years, you'll have a billboard in Las Vegas or you'll be on Jay Leno. I would have been like, yeah, that's awesome. So, I, yeah, I'm 100% into it. Sometimes, like, you, I think people get in the habits of looking at other people and, you know, measuring their success versus their, and it's just, it's just, it's not really fun because, but it happens at every level, man. I mean, like, I opened up for, like, some of the biggest comics in the world. I mean, guys that sold out, guys like Russell Peters, and, and, and even they're doing that, you know, so it's, it's not like it ever stops. Right, yeah, but, you but, always. But, like, you have yeah. to somehow find some zen and not, look at other people's success compared to your success it's hard not to do that I and mean, it's also it used to be hard doing like the road i'd be in I don't know, des moines iowa or you know fucking, you know columbia missouri just some some place and I, I and i feel like i had the best set and i sold like 10 cds 20 cds and i felt like i was the, the greatest comic in the world and and you get that that high that super high and then you go back to your hotel and like the Holiday Express or the Super 8 or whatever, and you're sitting there, and then you go on Facebook, and people are like, "Hey, you know, I just, I'm, I just booked the Tonight Show, or I just did this, or I just my hour is special, or I," just, and you just start feeling like bad about your life, and then you put on TV, and you see like six comics that you saw the commercial you auditioned for or didn't get, and and you see the, you know, this comic has a show on, on five, and then before you know it, you're like depressed again. And, it, and it's really important to not do that, you know. There's that kind of stuff, though. And, and I agree. I, I always try to only focus on where I'm at because it's really easy to get caught up in the Joneses or, or what others are, are doing, especially, you know, in people in your field. But but do you think that kind of um, – that there is a positive to it where it, it helps drive you, where you're like, oh, this dude who I came up with is now starring in a movie – man, I'm going to try to work even harder or is it, could it be? I, I, I think as long as it goes back to, I'm going to work harder, you know, I think as long as like it goes back to, 
yeah, I'm going to write the next best joke. Or I'm going to work on my act. I think, I think a lot of times people complain, but they don't actually go. It doesn't go back to work. Right, just right. Back to complaining. Um, I think that's the most important thing. You know, as long as I'm creating new jokes and writing new jokes and working on new jokes, I'm I'm happy. It's when I'm not doing that is when I start to get kind of depressed and stuff. And and this pandemic's been hard because you you it basically took away stand up comedy. I mean, I still do Zoom shows and I still I'm doing comedy in the park and I do this show or that show, but it took away that thing that it took away our, like my drug, right, you know, right. and, um, and that the drug is the laughter to me. Um, I, I did a couple shows recently and I never felt happier to be on stage. You know, I, I've never, I've never felt more appreciative of like, wow, this is, this is what I was born to do. This is what I want to do. And also right, the right. crowds are like, you know, sometimes you, you walk a couple people or people hate you. And then that, that wasn't the situation at all. Like they were actually happy to be out there too, listening to jokes. So all right, man. Yeah, because cool. everybody realizes what we've lost, you know, the, the audience and the performers. And, and like you said, that you, you have a whole new, um, you know, you're more thankful for it, a whole new appreciation for it. Yeah, I mean, um, the spacing is hard because they got to space the crowds out. So a lot of times, like, you know, you would tell people, don't sit people in the back. If it's, if it's not a full room, you know. Right, yeah. Six foot together. But now all of a sudden you can't be together. Literally, you're not allowed to put people together. Right. So it's like every table is like their own audience in some ways. Right, you know, right. Like, like you really see like, oh, I'm killing that table and that table, but that <laughs> table hates me. So that's like another thing to kind of another obstacle that uh, comedians have to get used to, but whatever. Right. It, it, nothing's ever perfect. Yeah. I, I, hey, Alicia, your clubs are still open. We're, we're shut down here in New York. Oh, we're shut down in LA. Oh, the clubs are uh, shut down there too? Yeah, yeah. I, was in, I was in Minnesota uh, and Arizona doing like week-longs. Uh, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, that... I'm doing comedy in like the park outside tomorrow. Uh, just like, ugh. <laughs> well, I tell you, I saw you on uh, one of the Zoom shows recently. Uh, Steve Marshall was on the bill. I forget who else. And you killed, dude. I, I was like, I, I was like, wow, this. You know, I've seen a lot of Zoom acts, and everyone does well. And I and I always appreciate the, the efforts, but but very rarely, you know. Again, I, I only watch you know so many Zooms in a day, but. You killed on it. I was actually oh, like belly laughing at some oh, of the stuff. Well, first of all, everyone does not do well. You're being nice. Uh, <laughs> I think that people, um, I, I think that comics don't take Zoom shows seriously. I think that they think it's just like a way for them to just, it's like a therapy session or something. And <laughs> yeah. I think that like, you know, also your home, it's sort of like, it always bothered me with comedians when they saw like a shitty, not a shit, like an empty crowd, like 10, 12 people. And they sat down on the stool and right, opened right. up their notebook and they used it as like, um, an, a, like a, especially people paid, you know, it's one thing if it really was an open mic or something and whatever, or it's like lately late, a late spot and people know that they come to a club at two o'clock in the morning. That's what they're going to see. Right. Right. But I'm always like, man, why are you treating, why are you taking out your frustration on the people that showed up? Like, like they came. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why are we not giving them a show. Like, why would you not treat them the same as you would if there was a thousand people? Like, that always sort of, I never understood that. And same thing with Zoom. I'm always like, okay, let's, you really stand out if you have jokes. I mean, granted, jokes don't always work. And, but at the same time, it's like, let's, like, also, you could have your jokes next to you on the screen. Right. It's not right like, yeah. Yeah. It's actually the easiest <laughs> way to, to work on new material because you could just look at them, you know. Um, but some comics, 
like I book a Zoom show and there are comics I won't have back because I'm like, it's obviously this person put no effort into this and doesn't care if anyone laughs or even is enjoying themselves. This is, I don't even know why this person's even doing this. Um, and so, they don't realize too that sometimes on Zoom, it is, you know, like if you're watching the numbers of that, like, let's say you're, you're, the numbers are on Zoom aren't great. Like you got like 25 people watching or something. Yeah. But you still, what they don't understand is that those can still get shared and seen down the road at other times. If someone gets. Who people are. You know, I mean, those people, you have no idea those people are. Right, right. Exactly. You don't know who they are either. I mean, I, I so, so many times I've seen people like, yeah, there were six people in the crowd, but one of them was casting a movie. Right. And then they put you in that movie, especially in L.A. or New York. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not going to like battle comedians. The problem is that I think comics see amazing comics do it. And do it like a guy like Patrice or Bill Burr or Chappelle or, you know, he'll sit on the stool, smoke a cigarette, look. And they'll be like, oh, well, they, if they can do it, then I can do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, like, you're not. The, it's, yeah, you, it's different. Just because Roy Jones Jr. can put his hands behind his back in a fight and not get knocked out doesn't mean that you can do that. Right. Fact, <laughs> exactly. Out, you know? Yeah, they are. Uh, there are, is a elite breed in every field you go into. Yeah. And, and there's always it always seems like there's up and comers that think that they could reach that elite status right out of the gates and it's not so um by any means but yeah like you said i do agree totally with you about always giving your best show regardless of the size of the audience regardless if it's zoom or if it's in in front of a small crowd or or a huge crowd you always got to treat it as if it's it's the 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 biggest crowd there is and and and, uh give the best yeah and and i think your your kind of work ethic does that come from your wrestling background? You know, uh, being in, you were like a pretty elite wrestler, right? Yeah, I won the New England four times in high school, uh, you know, every year. And then um, I, I got a scholarship to Hofstra. I, I didn't take it. I ended up going to Binghamton, wrestled for a little bit, and then just sort of kind of didn't, I didn't really, I was losing too much weight and I, just, I wasn't enjoying it. And I was kind of got depressed. That's a whole other chapter. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, in wrestling, it's just like, like, like there was no excuse to not give it, try your hardest. And that was the only way you got any better. And I, I think with comedy, it's the same way. I mean, I started comedy and there were like, I don't know, so many comics out there. And I, I wasn't the best comic. I, I wasn't even close to the best comic, but I, I was the one who stuck with it. And I was the one who worked at it. I mean, talent, a lot of times talent is like, the thing that's going to fuck you up the most right. is that especially natural talent because people don't think that they have to work as hard or they get lazy or they don't actually, um, you know, write new stuff and, and stuff like that. So, you know, you have to, uh, you, you gotta work hard, you know? Exactly, so. man. And, and, uh, you know, uh, th- that's what, how I look at it too. I, I think a, a lot of times, if you look at somebody who's got natural talent and you're like, man, if that guy only had the work ethic to go with it, he'd be like, you know, Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in anything. Um, but I, I, I do know that you're a big wrestling guy and you remember the movie uh, Vision Quest, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> Vision Quest, for those of 
younger people not watching was a great movie that came out like in the mid 80s and it was about a wrestler uh and it was whole movies about wrestling and i was a wrestler at the time too in brentwood high school um my weight class i, I believe i was 160 which is pretty heavy for a, a kid That's uh, tough. yeah it was a tough weight class and I, yeah, but but that movie inspired me man i wanted to be loud and swain so bad. <laughs> that movie got like it was like actually like a great movie, and then there were some weird parts to it, like the part where like he got like molested, like for yeah, no yeah, yeah, in the hotel. Yeah, it was like a normal movie, and then all of a sudden he like was helping a guy who like grabbed his cock, and then he like. Ran. But it was like that was I'm like why did like like why did that happen? Like, yeah, that, there was never any rhyme or reason for that. Maybe the they just thought that like wrestling was gay because all the touching. <laughs> So they had to show that he wasn't gay, but they couldn't do it in the wrestling. That was just strange. Like that was there was like some weird. And like Madonna was in the movie. Madonna's first movie, like it was yeah. before Madonna really blew up. Yeah, like she crazy for you. That was the song. And the uh, guy lied about being Indian. Like that was like also strange. He was like the he was like uh, what's the, what's the name of that, that congresswoman? Oh, <laughs> Volcahontas or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the original uh, whatever her name is. Yeah, he was doing uh, uh, was it race appropriation before it was uh, fashionable? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, we we do a thing um, uh, f- called um, Zoom theater, and I wanted to see if you wanted to do a scene from Vision Quest. A, a real do quick. It. All right, awesome, man. So here we go with Zoom theater, um, and I will start it off. Oh no, you 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 are Cook. Is that what how you say his name again? And I was yeah. and, and I'll be Loudon. All yeah. right. So whenever you're ready and action. You knew I was half Indian, huh? Yeah, I figured it was something like that. I figured you need big medicine to grab to shoot. So last night, smoked a pipe. I had a session with the everywhere spirit. That's where it was revealed to me what you're really doing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what am I doing? You're on a vision quest, man. You're trying to find your place in the circle. I just want to wrestle, shoot, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> and see, <laughs> well done, Adam. That was great, oh, man. You. Thank you. Uh, and one more thing before I let you go. Uh, um, and I do appreciate you taking the time. I know you got your family and your, your young daughter. Uh, so I appreciate this is um, where is these. So for Halloween, we're doing a Halloween show in a couple of weeks. And I'm just asking a bunch of comedians these quick Halloween questions. All right. Um, and we just go through them. So the first one is, uh, should Halloween be canceled? Should Halloween be canceled? Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, when was the last time you dressed up for Halloween and what were you? Uh, last time I, probably the last time I dressed up for Halloween was in college. I think I was Dirk Diggler just so I could like <laughs> pick up college girls. Uh, what is the scariest movie ever? The scariest movie ever is The Notebook. No, uh, the scariest movie ever. I don't know. Probably Human Centipede. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. 
That's a that is a nightmare waiting to happen. That movie. Um, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, the candy corn. I know you can never get them either, other than Halloween. So it's gonna be fun, 100. <laughs> you gotta wait all year for those. Yeah. My next question was actually, what are your feelings on candy corn? I love them. I can't. I mean, well, it's one of those things where like I eat them and then I get sick of them and then I never want them anymore. But and then I forget that I don't want them and don't eat them again. It's kind of like strippers. You know? <laughs> Are ghosts real? And have you seen any? Uh, are ghosts real? No. I, well, I feel like if they are real, they like, they're not, I don't know. No, I, I don't think they're real because they'd be, nobody could keep a secret. And it seems like they're, they're really good at keeping secrets, right? <laughs> I feel like they would tell people. There'd be one ghost that would just be like, all right, I'm going to blow the whistle on us and tell everybody about us, you know? <laughs> uh, it's QAnon. Is that real or just a, a freaky story? I feel like with QAnon, there's just so much, like everything gets put under the umbrella and some of the things might be true. Seem like they might be true. But then then they get into like Avril Lavigne's a clone and you're like, no, of course, I don't think Avril Lavigne's a clone. But <laughs> and I'm like, well, did the government, uh, you know, then it was like, well, then some of the things are just, seem like you know is there a child trafficking yes of course is it a problem yes are people killing babies and using their skin so that they don't have to age no i i, I can't see celebrities doing that so it's like i think that there's like uh if it was like a hundred a hundred yard field goal a hundred yard football field like maybe 10 yards would be real and then 90 wouldn't so that's a good analogy good way to put it uh, and finally are space aliens living among us uh once again like i don't think so because i feel like they would also like why would why would the government be able to contain them so right. yeah very cool well adam hunter I, I i appreciate you taking the time my friend um anything uh, where can people find you and and uh what do you got coming up next well, follow me on instagram at adam comedian or adamhunter.com or twitter at adam comedian uh, I'm doing a, a Flappers live virtual show from a comedy club next Friday night. Uh, you can find it. I'll be posting links all over my social media starting tomorrow. Awesome, man. Well, good luck with everything, dude. You rock. I, I really appreciate this, man. Like I said, okay. Long Island guy, I, I've been uh, following you since that MTV thing. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, that. Thank you, Don. Appreciate thank you, you, brother. Take all care. Right. Take care.